is episode 47 of the Evil G Podcast. I am Colin, and this is Stu. Hello. That was quite the hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. It's a lovely day outside. How can I not be in a good mood? It, it is quite nice and warm and sunny. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. For, yeah. Like, what if this is our summer and it's all done now? <laughs> that's it you got your week in March that's it yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time mm. lovely Irish weather um, so this week what's happening this week well <laughs> Elden Ring more Elden Ring can't stop talking about this game it's people pretty, can't stop buying it it's pretty much all I've been playing um and yeah, as you mm. mentioned, people can't stop buying it, which is nuts for this kind of game. So, uh, Band- yeah, they've they've set a re- this is their highest ever, isn't it? Yeah, so Bandai Namco did a projection ahead of this, projecting four million sa- uh, sales, which would be great. That's really good because uh, the Souls mm-hmm. series has always been pretty niche. It's not for everyone. Um, mm. They've done twelve million. Which is so prop- kind of don't know. We bit yeah. better than they thought. <laughs> That's proper mainstream sales figures there for uh, you know your Call of Duties. That's that's what yep. kind of numbers they're putting out. I wonder how many people are like you know getting it and playing it and not bouncing off it and getting frustrated and. I seen a statistic that only something like uh, is it fifty five percent of players from day one have actually beat not even Godric. Uh, what do you call Mark Margaret? Margaret. So that number has gone up. That number keeps going up. Ooh, it's at seventy percent. So, it's there. so, <laughs> so <laughs> people are getting better, and uh, they're getting and, good. <laughs> Yeah, figuring the thing out uh, on on how to do it, uh, which just goes to show all that talk of uh, difficulty and doesn't need an easy mode. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. No, because that's the that's the the beautiful thing about the Souls games is when you finally like that boss could frustrate you for a week or two solid. Like you say, you could literally bounce off it and come back in a couple of months. But see, when you beat that boss, ah, oh, the the feeling it's it's better than drugs. <laughs> it really is beating so a, a souls told. boss or so i've been told um but yeah it's it's that amazing feeling going i did it i've did it then you go like right let's be having you and you move on to the next and obviously in elden ring's case you can go exploring more of the area and stuff but in the standard sort of souls games it's like right what's next but then i was thinking with this obviously being so successful do you think a lot yeah. of people who are enjoying this will sort of go back and go, oh, I should have a look at their back catalogue, get a look at this Demon Souls or Dark Souls or Bloodborne or you know, the should. other games they do. They certainly they should. They fucking should. And yeah, if you are enjoying this and this is your first time out, do that. You pick them up hmm. cheap at this stage. Because I wonder, I wonder how many PS5 owners don't own Demon Souls. Uh, like to lot. me, that, sh- that, that should be a buy, 100%. Like, if you own a PS5, you should own Demon Souls. Yeah. I mean, what else? 100%. Were you, what else were you buying for? I, what did you buy? 
<laughs> like Demon's Souls was the reason I bought the PlayStation on launch. Yeah, that's the same reason I tried mm. and failed, and then kept trying. It's like I didn't want to play Demon's Souls. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Um, yeah, because I'd never finished Demon's Souls with a PlayStation 3 mm. version. Um, wanted to do that. So this was your chance to finish it through. But yeah, 12 million is a huge deal. Now, obviously, yeah. unlike Demon's Souls uh, and Bloodborne, but the Dark Souls are available on everything. So Elden yes. Ring's obviously multi-platform. Dark Souls is multi-platform. So they mightn't get those numbers on Demon's Souls or Bloodborne. But you might get people still maybe be interested going, well, oh, give yeah. us a go. I mean, uh, Again, Elden if Ring, you own, it's sold more than Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 combined. Whoa. <laughs> so... That's, yeah. But I'm pretty sure if you have a PS5, I know that you get that PlayStation Plus library thing. Mm. I'm pretty sure Bloodborne's in that. Yes, it is. Uh, so there you go. If you own a PS5 and you have Plus, you have no reason not to give Bloodborne a go. Yeah. Um, the one thing about those games, though, is there's less... There's less things to do if you get stuck. Mm, true. Where at Elden Ring, the thing it has is, like, say you get stuck at market for a while, you've got this whole fucking area of Limgrave and the Weeping mm. Peninsula south of that to go explore. Um, I get powered up and get better. And get come back for him. Mm. Whereas if you get stuck on Father Gascoigne. You're not going anywhere till you beat yeah. Father Gascoigne. <laughs> you need to beat Father Gascoigne. There's no fucking way around that. Yep. And Gascoigne's always that first guy that makes everyone go, oh, Jesus Christ. I never had problems with Gascoigne either. That's a, a, no, one. I had like more one. problem with a goddamn cleric beast. <laughs> so did I. The uh, first boss, the easy one, I, I was like, what the fuck? And so many... <laughs> Times took yep. me to beat that cunt. And everyone's like, oh, Father Gascoigne's a nightmare. And it's like, I went and fight. And I usually, well, no, it's Bloodborne, so you're like, be aggressive. And I was aggressive. Mm -hmm. He didn't get much time spent in his beast mode anyway. Mm. I think so, he's more of a handful when he's human anyway. Uh, yeah, I just didn't let him get that far. So that uh, was fine. That's a, the same. Um, some bosses you have to be like at in these games, like uh, mm -hmm. Rodan in Elden Ring, the the big yes. massive guy on that poor horse. That poor horse. That that was so that that opens where you have to get to him first, and he's firing big mm -hmm. stupid arrows at you. Um, so it's like you put it, it's like storming the beaches at Normandy, except there's only one mm. guy up there. Um, uh but, but yeah, he took me by surprise once I got up to him. He took me by surprise once with his wee trick. You know the one. Oh, I won't, uh, I won't spoil it. And I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Is that I right? didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Is that right, you fucker? And then when I got up, up to him the next time, I was like, uh, I'm going fucking hell for leather until you hit that mm. trigger point. And you're either mm. not going to get there or it'll be one hit once you've done it. 
um, which it mm. was. Uh, it had one hit left after he had done his his wee party trick. Um, uh, and that felt the that ultimate fe- swan ton dive. <laughs> that felt nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, we're seeing all sorts of wee fucking things come out about now. People have been digging into it as the souls games you always get people doing that um like someone has found a illusionary wall oh yeah yeah i've heard about this you have to hit it 50 times or something (laughs) you have to hit 50 times which um everyone's like now we have to go in and hit every fucking wall 50 times um but people reckon this one's a bug because it's really close to an actual illusionary wall and it doesn't actually lead anywhere or give you anything. So it's probably a bug. Right. Um, I saw some uh, very smart person using the, you know, the wheel. Yes. Using that to, to do it, to hit it 50 times. Can you just spin it oh. and hold it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, does all the work for you. Um... They wouldn't do that, not on purpose. No, I would say that was a a good old from glitch. And how did how how did someone discover that? <laughs> did they? I wonder, did nope. they discover it in just normal play? No, nah, no way, no fucking way. Was that for, like who sits and hits a wall fifty times? It's kind of like, do you remember, remember Resident Evil 2? There was the thing, if you searched Wester's desk like 50 times, you found a photograph then. Mm. Like, who sits and does that? I watch a fair uh, amount of speedrunning, and I've been watching a lot of that, and, and i constantly asking myself this question while watching a run. I was like, how do you know, how, how did you discover this? How did... <laughs> It's like jump at this mm. very, very specific point and you can glitch through the wall and then go around the side. And it's like, how, how, how did you figure? Uh, does I'm guessing people just jump at every single wall and try and constantly glitch out of things. Um, Either that or these speedruns, are they usually done on PC? Not necessarily, but usually are all just right. for, for, like, you, you can do it all. Recording and, purposes? Everything. Um, no, I'm just thinking, is there a way they can check data, you know, in background yeah, files and see I, I, if things doesn't add up? Yeah, I, I reckon that's what happened here. It has to be. Yeah, um, yeah. because uh, of all the walls that you could possibly sit and hit 50 times, unless someone's just hit every single wall 50 times. Jesus. <laughs> Have you, uh, know, like, you, you've played Souls games before. Mm-hmm. you played Bloodborne, you played... Uh, Demon Souls and Dark Souls Three. Did and you one remastered? No, oh, okay. Did you notice, or do you think? And this might be in my head. Is there a massive increase in the number of people leaving um, secret here messages in front of walls, which yeah. aren't secret walls? It was never okay. as bad as it used to be. I mean, it was nope. it was never as bad as it was. Now you would get it an odd time, but it's like if you see a sign in front of a wall, you pretty much guess what it's going to say, mm. or a sign in front you of really can. a female NPC, you can probably guess what it's going to say, and it's mm. got way fucking worse to the point where the entire messaging system is more or less useless now. 
And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame all those new players because it wasn't like this before. Yeah. It's all your fault. Fucking I'm stop. gonna blame Reddit and new <laughs> players. Everyone thinks they're so funny. Going, oh look, like my post because I put this message here, and then you're like, yeah, but the guy that's like ten minutes ago posted the same thing, and they're obviously trying to turn this into some type of internet meme, so it's hilarious, and they can shout I, it when they're I in mean, bars. It's been a meme since. Dark Souls 1. Mm. It's been a thing. <laughs> it's funny seeing all the, the, the new people online being like, oh, this is just like Elden Ring. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, you're a bit late. We know. Shut up. Sit down and play the game. Stop being ridiculous. <laughs> um, I've also got some fucking bullshit stuff happening as well on the PC. Why do people do this? Why do people do this? Like, so there's been two, and uh, one of the guys referred to himself as a necessary evil. It's like, no, you're not. If you didn't do this, it wouldn't be a problem. You and your ilk mm. that are doing the hacking shit. If no one did hacking, then so, mm. oh, I'm highlighting a, a, an exploit in the code. It's like, you don't have to ruin people's game to do that. You've found it already. Uh. Go tell them i don't know so that the first one there was where is a guy will invade you and um well i think it basically does something to your inventory there's like it puts an item that you can't remove which is a like a thing the developers use for testing so if you have it in your inventory you get banned oh fuck right uh, I don't know if that means you can still play offline or not, but that happens. Mm. Um, and then there's an or dickhead here who's invading people, uh, corrupting their save data, um, forcing the game to crash, uh, and then when you start your, your game, your player is just falling to their death continually. Oh, Jesus. Which did, did happen. Which did happen in Dark Souls 3 as well. You know... Mm. As, as with most fucking video game communities, yep, there's Dark Souls. The Souls one is pretty shit as well, mm. but it can be good as well because like there's so much community stuff around figuring out the, uh, you know, the lore and that. But then there's just mm. griefers and dickheads. Like if you if you start a, a game, there's people that just want to ruin it for everyone for some reason. Sociopaths, I guess. Yeah. I've been invaded a few times. It's been fun, though, just sorting them out. I don't even know how to actually do it. Uh, there's some red finger thing, but... Um, uh, I know I how don't to think a lot of people realize. All right. I don't think a lot of people realize that the Great Club has that big thing. So I will stand back for a while, you know, and just be holding the club and they'll, you know, start shooting their magic and then I'll shoot mine. And my magic from the club is the same strength as the club itself. So if you get, I think I fire four big yellow bolts and those four yellow bolts are the equivalent of me hitting you four times with the club. Oh, I that thing. Yep. So you don't <laughs> hang around long when I start that shit. But it is opt-in, isn't it? You have to opt in. To it is opt in. I you have to, which is new. Uh, in certain areas. In certain areas, yes. But there are areas where just invasions happen. 
Yeah, I, I haven't been invaded by an, an, a player at all. I've been called in to help people as well. Have you had that yet? Uh, yeah, I don't have the, that, the item for that. I should really do that. I decided I would be helpful. My handy way to get rune arcs. Mm. Um, and sort out invaders. Feel like a badass. Man, it's like they're calling the A-team. In this game, it's not so bad because you, you do sort of say you're up for it. So if you do that, then uh, it's a part of part mm. of the game. It always has been part of the game. Um, and they've always been good about design in a way where if you get invaded, it's not... It it's, doesn't really disrupt what you're... Like, if you're in the middle of something, the areas that it happens will be you know that's an invasion spot and it's not like mm. you're getting invaded in the middle of a boss fight or some shit like that. Uh, but if you are going to invade, fight fair. Don't be like running over to all mm. the enemies uh, and rolling about and be too scared to go fight the person. Just remember, you're uh, the one, you're specced for PvP, probably. They're not. So the least you could do uh, is have, have a fucking proper fight. And if the person bows, don't start shooting magic when he's bowing, you bastard. Uh, well, Stu, some people will, uh, like, this is sort of unfair in the invader side, but like, you know if someone's invading, you, you, like, let them get in, and then you're like, right, mm. I'm over here, you're over there, let's do this. Um, yeah. Some people will just, like, stand swinging away at where you're invading. That doesn't work, though, because the game will let you roll out of that pretty handily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's well, the fact that we're still talking about this is this is probably yep. one, and of we the, will probably continue for a while to be fair. I think I'm near finishing it. Um, like I haven't been. I haven't even got through the capital yet. I've got all the the entire map is unlocked now or filled in. Uh, but I know there's some optional areas that I have to go to um and yeah the the that last area the 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 giants place doesn't seem that big uh compared to, right. to some of the other areas so that's why i'm thinking if i just ran to where i think i need i'm supposed to go critical path next i wonder if then is that me coming back and doing a thing and then that's more or less end boss time then not sure like but mm-hmm. um no i'm gonna do every fucking thing I, there, there's still a big underground place that i haven't fully explored because there's a part where there's just a crucible night and um fuck those oh, yeah, guys i remember talking about that <laughs> i still haven't come back there because he's just, he's on a wee narrow bridge that you can fall off. Oh, uh, talk. And it's the one with the shield, who's extra annoying. Ah. Uh, the worst of the two of them. Yeah, the spear guy I can kind of deal with. Mm. Um, but shield uh, guy. He's definitely not as bad as the shield one. Yeah, shield guy is just a fucking, he's constantly has the shield up and does his, like big, a three hundred and sixty degree attack about five times in a row, and then puts the shield right back up again. You're like, when am I supposed <laughs> to hit him? Yeah, 
but no doubt we'll be talking about this for quite some time. Plus, I would say at some stage there'll be DLC and everything released, so you will not have heard the end of Elden Ring. <laughs> What's about on here? I'm like, I finally finished it. Here's all the spoilers. <laughs> uh, I just watched my first lore video today. It was for the um, Weeping Peninsula, so. I was pretty confident that I had that place all cleared out. I'm saying, no, nah, there's something I missed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I was never going to get it anyway, so it's not it's not too spoilery. Um, right then. So that's probably enough for our <laughs> weekly Elden Ring update. <laughs> I mightn't have much to say on it next week, though, because uh, I'll be ghost wiring it, so... Yeah, enjoy the Elden Ring out of me while you can. <laughs> I'm not hearing great things about that. <gasps> Why, is, is the reviews up? No, it's just sort of early playtesty stuff, like it uh, being maybe a bit repetitive and the movement not feeling great. But that's only a, a couple of uh, places I've heard that. Ooh. That's going to come to Game Pass. I might just wait till that happens. It's probably not a bad idea. Um, so yeah, Gran Turismo 7 mm. which just came out a couple of weeks ago or was it last mm-hmm. week? it was recent anyway two weeks, two weeks so we know it had microtransactions to buy yeah. credits mm. Um, and then on top of that well not on top of that slightly related uh they just up patched the game uh, last week, um, and it was the whole thing was down for a couple of hours, and then it stayed down, and then it was down for more than twenty four hours, where you couldn't even play single player. Yeah, the whole thing was basically off. I that's yeah. what she was saying. So you paid seventy pound for this game, and then they they just turned it off for twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Only to update the game so that it would nerf the rewards you get from races, mm-hmm. making the rarest cars even more unattainable unless you uh, cough up a bit of real world cash on top of the seventy right. you've already paid for mm-hmm. the entire game, including every fucking car that's in there. Yep. Uh. <sighs> I'm I'm glad I It's a bit shitty. Yeah, I'm not buying this unless they they fix this shit. I would rather play Forza Horizon. This is this is very similar to when do you remember Square Enix done the whole thing with that Marvel game where they basically made it really grindy, so you basically had to buy their Uh, XP boosts and then they sort of went backwards and went, Shit, sorry about that. That was very dickish. I'm hoping the same thing happens. So some some players discovered right, here's a couple of events. That are real that we can grind out currency because the pricing of the cars for a start is is ridiculous, like millions and uh, millions of credits. Now Forza has cars that are really expensive as well that you know reflect their rarity, and there's ones in the million credit mark. But you getting two million credits isn't outside the realm of possibility because it uh, mm. it throws these wheel spins at you like crazy, where you'll either get you know something for your avatar a car or money and sometimes that money can be like half a million credits 
Um, and it is constantly throwing these at you. Um, like Forza's mm-hmm. really good at that. It's constantly throwing cars at you. It's like this feed of rewards that you don't have to pay more for because they're part of the game you already fucking paid for. Or Game mm-hmm. Pass. But in this, it's like, yeah, they, they make the, the, the cars like stupidly expensive where you would have to um it it is trying to get you obviously to hand over you want this car come on you know you want this really good car oh your car's not up to scratch anymore you can't get any more credit god just gives a few bobs here that'll sort that out which is disgusting in a game you've paid for it fucking is especially when they charge you 70 pound which is that sort Mm. of new price point they're trying to ah there it was there if you could to afford like one of the rare cards, you'd have to do the equivalent of twenty four hours of racing. Jeez. Actual hours, like who the f- to, to get a car? Um, and then <laughs> your guy Yamauchi, you know the guy that's always made these games. He came out with a shite statement. Mm. Well, I'm gonna read this in GT Seven. I would like to have users enjoy lots of cars and races, even without microtransaction. Doesn't seem that way. Because from mm. what you're doing, it definitely doesn't seem that way. At the same time, the pricing of our cars is an important element that conveys their, their value and rarity. So I do think it's important for it to be linked to the real world prices. Bullshit. I want to make Gran Turismo 7 a game in which you can enjoy a variety of cars lots of different ways. You can't even go bowling with them though. And if possible, would like to try to avoid a situation where a player must mechanically keep replaying certain events over and over again but that's the situation you've given them that option or pay more money on top of mm. the 70 pound they've already paid Aye. I, it's almost like he's holding you at a ransom yeah i mean i think gran turismo sport did something like this as well but like all the other yes. gran turismo's before this didn't do this and had the cars nope. in it and, and the rare cars were expensive but you could you know Win races and get enough money without having to fucking. Yeah, you could eventually get there. Uh, um. Yeah, there's there's more shit about. Oh, uh, we'll we'll let you know. It's like look at the bigger picture. It's like yeah, I see the bigger picture. It's like you want people, you want to frustrate people into paying fucking more money to mm. reduce the amount of grind. If people are willing to pay money to pay less of your game, there's something fucking wrong with your game. It's not the first time yep. I've said that. Um, probably won't. It be won't the be the last, last. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Square Enix have been at it this week with similar stuff. Um, what do you call that? Babylon's Fall. Oh yeah, what a fucking pish full price game with uh, battle passes and microtransactions built in, and then they had that. Uh, Chocobo GP, which is just a free to play oh, game yeah. on the Switch. Like multiple currencies, just uh, need to need to drop this free to play push. Do you know what their excuse for that was though? What they tried to they tried to say, oh well, um, fighting games. You know, you will buy a fighting game and then they will sell you characters down the line. And it's like, aye, yeah, new characters. <laughs> Aye, exactly. It's not. It's not something that's already in the game. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a terrible a, argument. Yeah, 
Well, was that the the Chocobo one or for Gran Turismo? Uh, the the Chocobo one. Right. That was their excuse for it. It's like yeah, this is people stuff, were pissed. Stuff you, like you you pay the base price for the game and then, all right, not everything's locked unlocked at the start because you want a progression path. But Jesus Christ, don't make it soul destroying grind where you just like doing the same mm. shit over and over again. If you're good at game design, you should be able to pace it so it rewards the player. Like, Civ Forza again is really good at it. It's almost fucking too much to the point where you're like, I've got all these cars and I've drove driven like three of them. Um, mm. But you know, it'll keep you interested by just bombarding you with shit. There's never any point in me playing Forza Horizon, and I've played a lot of Forza, even like the, the non-Horizon games, there is no point where I ever felt like I was grinding out credits to afford a certain car. Mm. Never any point. Um, always just thing would be very like that as well. Sorry, uh, the ride games, they're yeah. very good at sort of pacing things out. You never feel like you're just sitting, oh, I have to do this again and again and again. Yeah, and I believe that these guys, um, Polyphony, know how to do that as well but this is an active mm-hmm. decision someone's made it's like how can we push these microtransactions mm-hmm. like it's fundamentally absolute bullshit it's one of the worst trends in games over the years is the idea of you paying upfront for a game getting this content that has to be locked within the game and then the publisher being like oh if you pay us more we'll unlock it for you like mm. what the fuck that's like you like you know paying to watch a film uh and then paying the cinema more <laughs> to fast forward to the end it's like what the fuck <laughs> that is a perfect analogy that is literally what that is it's pace your games better and then if you want to make mm. more money than the 70 pound you're which is already too much release car packs Forza does that mm-hmm. no one whinges about it they just release the car packs and you pay whatever much they are and you get them and there's no other way to get them. You can't lock them in the game. They weren't in the game to begin with. It's stuff they did afterwards, like the fighting game shit, where they released mm-hmm. new characters. It's like, you have shit that works, but you're just too greedy. You think, oh, uh, we could we could get more money out of people without making new content. It's like, you mm-hmm. can, but say goodbye to your Metacritic score. Uh, Say goodbye to your fan base. Where are they at now on their Metacritic? So they like two point three. Fucking hell! It was getting review bombed uh, and deservedly so for this fucking nonsense. Mm. I think stuff like this has to be uh, has to be taken into account when reviewing now. It just does that. Like if oh, I- if if publishers are going to do this shit then you can't be like oh review the game for it, it, it's the the game part of it not its business it's not that needs to be taken into account as well like fuck that you don't mm-hmm. get away with this shit and the fact that I, I wonder did they have this patch planned where it's like we'll make it like this for the review period so when people are mm-hmm. reviewing it it'll be grand and then once all the reviews are out there and we're happy with her metacritic score then we'll put the patch in uh, and patching the the fucking grindy shit. Um, EA was wild for that. It was like, oh well, yep. No microtransactions for the first couple of weeks, and then we patch them in. Um, oh, that's <laughs> it. Just that that's a even bigger thing. You think this seventy pound for this? 
Elden Ring was £50, PS5 version, on the store, mm-hmm. £50, and look at the game you're getting there. Yep. Compared to this. It, you just have to say, like, anything you're saying is like, oh, the cost of... Uh, the cost of making games is going up and uh, it's like it's all bullshit it's all fucking bullshit how can they make Elden Ring priced at 50 pound and you can't make a fucking racing game which has been done like as well as it can be done for about 20 years now and all you have to do is make it a bit more high fidelity every time Mm. like how can you not do that without adding an extra 20 pound on 20 pound that's fucking nuts. I know. It's, Bastards. <laughs> it's crazy to think that only a couple of weeks ago we were saying, oh, Sony and Polyphonic or Polyphony, whatever they're called, oh, they won't release shit and all the rest of it. And, you know, Sony's first party games are always amazing, yada, yada. And as a game, Gran Turismo is good. But this attachment onto it now has just sullied anything mm. that you could have enjoyed about that because i was I, I was chatting to hutchie about it during the week anyone who's listening obviously hutchie's a mate of mine who owns and loves the gran turismo series and i did actually drop my message oh hi man i've been reading about this gran turismo patch and he's all don't fucking talk to me man i'm not playing it till they fix it nice good he hasn't he has not touched it because he says <laughs> there's no point he's, he says i'll be doing the same race 20 times over just to buy a ford escort a fucking ford escort get away he fuck like <laughs> Forza just gives me Ford Escorts every like once a week. For, just gives them <laughs> just me. Gives you. Tell them to get an Xbox I, and play some Forza. I have like fifteen Ford Escorts. <laughs> He'll give you one. <laughs> I could too, because you can really? give cars to people. Oh geez, no, there's a fucking service. Can you do that in this? I bet you can. No way can you do <laughs> like, that. Or if you do, it'll charge you. Like there's this really cool thing you can do is um, there's barn finds in them because it's open world. You find a barn, you get an old beat up car, and then someone fixes it for you. And it, it's usually the rarest mm. of the rare cars, so that's how they do their really rare stuff. Um, you can then All go right. to them bars, bar, bar, bars, barns, and stick a car in there from your collection and just send it to a random person. Class. It's uh, it is really good. Um. Yeah. So you've been like Grand Turismo has been lagging behind Forza since fucking Forza One, and they've just they've just blown it. They haven't even made it. This was the one they could have though. This is the one where they could have yeah. sort of went right. We're back on track because because Forza's been doing the Horizon consistently, which is the more open, a lot more arcadey, and we haven't heard anything about Forza Eight, which would be the proper simulator stuff. Mm. So they they had an open fucking path to nail this, and they fucked it up so bad. I, and it's not through ability to make a good game; it's just through pure fucking greed. Mm-hmm. Right, enough ranting. <laughs> Have we any good news this week? <laughs> They're making a Tekken anime again. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Tekken um, Bloodline, which will focus on the story of Jin Kazuma. <sighs> <laughs> they literally to... already done that. They've hang on, hang on. My brain's just clicked in here. When you bought Tekken 
hybrid on the PS3. It came with a movie, a full big CGI movie, and it was literally the bloody Jin Kazama story again. And the only the only good scene at the end was the triple threat fight between Hihachi, Kazuya, and Jin. That was the best part of the film. Oh yeah, and Gonryu school. Gonryu was a PE teacher. Ninja loved that, but they had they had right. to go into PE class and there's big gun. You just wrecking boys and just doing big butt slams on them and all and them struggling to get up. But the point is, it was the Jin story again, and you're like, God damn it! I get it. Jin is kind of the Jin and Kazuya are kind of the canon Ryu of Tekken, you know. The, the, and Street Fighter's done, you know, the canon Ryu story a dozen different times as well. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if they just turned around and went, Hey, you know what? How about we take a character who's sort of popular? And do a story about him, or even do something that's absolutely mental. Why not give us? Why not give us the story of how Jack was created? That'd be fucking amazing. You know, how did Jack come about? Jack's yeah. mission and all. Just him going around busting heads because he's this big fucking Arnie-looking robot. That would be amazing to watch. <laughs> that thing that Ricky said would be more interesting than this. Was True. Like- Got, they don't want gone was a guest character from a completely different thing. <laughs> was it gone? Uh, Roger, Alex, Kuma, and Panda all just running about having adventures. It's like, <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I'd watch that before. Like I, I couldn't really give a shit about Jin. Um, also, the the animation looks CG. So it's that CG made to look like hand drawn. Um, so it doesn't look three mm. D, but it's. Uh, it's got that weird, like, almost as ever everything has no weight to it. The animation has no weight to it. You know, you know what I mean. Aye. I'm trying yep. to think of a show. You wouldn't wouldn't have seen Ruby. God, that's an awful. Oh, show. I know of it. That's terrible. It's fucking. Yeah, awful. it looks so strange. That's from the guys that made. Isn't that the guys that made Red versus Blue? Made that shit. I saw him to do with them. I will say uh, this isn't as bad as that. It, it's the okay. kind of like I can watch CG stuff. It's it's the kind of like, like it'll it'll blend in the background. I probably will give this a go. Um, it's like the 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 new Ghost in the Shell was all CG, which it's not ideal, like, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I'll take. I'll but take it was any it was proper three D though. They didn't try to make it, it was, look two D, did yeah, they? Yeah. But uh, as I said to you before we start recording, Netflix loves the CG anime shit. They do. They Mm. really do. They think that's the future and that's what they keep putting uh, the money into. Um, Did you watch that uh, Resident Evil one they did, Infinite Darkness? No, I haven't got around to watching that. You said it was Uh, pretty bad. Yeah, it's not great. Bad's like probably Claire's almost pointless in it. Yeah, Claire does nothing. <laughs> she does nothing. <laughs> it's not fair. Yeah, that you can't take a a legendary character like Claire Redfield and just have her doing nothing. We just put her in there because like Leon's here, so we better put Claire in here. And she, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it gets like properly silly towards the end. That's not the bad thing. Like, is like yeah, lean into that shit, but it's like. Yeah, the, the Claire stuff just now. He's like, "Go do something, fucking do something." You're supposed <laughs> to be a badass. The shit we've seen you do in the games. What are you doing? Stop talking yep. to those men in suits. Fuck off. <laughs> she would not be talking to boys in suits. 
Uh, yeah, so the like, uh, who knows what this will be any good. Like, you're you're a bigger <laughs> Tekken fan than I am, but do you do you, I, uh, how much? Uh, I don't know. Like you say, it's the Jin story again. It's just the story. Like it's literally from what you. I haven't watched the trailer yet, but you were literally telling me in the trailer we have Jin training as a child, and then Ogre shows up, kills June, and then he's training with. Uh, Hi Hachi. So mm-hmm. they're literally doing the Tekken 3 story. Mm-hmm. And the Tekken 3 story, people go on the Tekken 3 is the greatest Tekken ever. I don't believe so. But anyway, so the Tekken 3 story Wait, is well what, what, known because. Is, what's your favorite? Seven? <laughs> the really? newest one is the uh, best? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're probably. Yeah. Tekken, <laughs> Tekken's always just got. Well, apart from four, but Tekken's just one of them games that's always got better. Although Tekken 2 is actually better than 3, but we won't go there. But. Apart from Tekken 4 was the only blip, but Tekken's just got better and better. This idea that 3's the best is like, you're fucking nuts. It takes you like two and a half seconds to get off the ground. You have to lie there and like take ages. But anyway, off track that was. Um, I'm just, I, I don't need the Jin story again. I know, oh, but look, it's all anime and cool. It's like, yeah, but whatever. I want, I want a story about, I don't know, like I say, just do a character that no one would expect or a somewhat, like, Paul and Law would be a great body cop thing. Yeah. Like, them two are old old buddies and all. Imagine them, like, Paul trying to get his fucking motorbike fixed and Law trying to get his fucking restaurant up and going again. Or, give me, give me a fucking wrestling show about the Kings. That'd be amazing. Or give me a series where every episode's a different character. Do that for me. Don't just focus on one thing. Not when you have so many wacky, crazy characters. Give me a fucking show about Moku Jin. How did this tree come to life and start kicking people's asses? Yeah, that would be an interesting one. Yeah, there, yeah there's, there's so some. much, so much weirdness in the Tekken lore. Like it's, mm. yeah, like the devil thing is done to death. Uh, we so get it. Jin it, it, has a oh. fucking gene in him, and he's fighting with the gene, and he's trying to control his demon. Yada yada yada. And it's the dumbest part of Tekken is like the part that takes itself too seriously. Mm. It's like this is about a. It does t- right, I would rather see more of a story focusing on Hihachi and um, Kazuya. Them fuckers be throwing each other into volcanoes all the time. I. Why, <laughs> <laughs> why, why are we watching the fucking teen angst? Yeah, Come true. On. Like it, they kept up in the ante, so it was like, so it started with Hihachi throwing Kazuya off a cliff, and then Kazuya threw Hihachi into the volcano, and then Hihachi threw Kazuya off what was meant to be the edge of the earth, and then Kazuya shot Hihachi into wait, space. Wait, wait, and then <laughs> hold on, go back the edge of the earth, the supposed edge of the earth. This so is what he threw him off in Tekken lore. <laughs> The there fucking is earth is somewhere. flat. The earth is no, flat in Tekken lore. No, you There's can't have the edge, edge of the earth. Somewhere. You can't. What does it lead? You... I don't know. But sure, when Hihachi gets shot in the space, it looks down and it's round. And somehow he's breathing in space and panicking. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, this shit, they just keep up in the ante. So, yeah. And then you find out Hihachi's fucking da is still alive at one stage and he starts wrecking all their asses and you're like, oh, Jesus. Jim Patchy's around now. I'm pretty sure in in Tekken universe, no one actually dies. 
you're but not no, you just turn into some weird god thing uh that's how it works because they've tried to convince us with the Tekken 7 ended that Hayati's actually dead and you're like I did on manga threw in the volcanoes and then the space and came is back it, isn't Jun uh Jun's dead mother actually a weird wolf thing uh and sure she she was meant to show up like uh, did, did she she had like a weird ghosty moment in 7 and all and I don't know man it's nobody dies they I never I need, I need to play the story mode in 7. I really should. Oh, it's bonkers. Like, we're talking about a game where people talk different languages and can all understand each other, including a fucking grizzly bear. A grizzly bear can growl at people and everyone knows what he's saying. Yeah, but it's a fighting game, so it doesn't matter. And then, But the problem yeah. is, then you try and make a show out of it, and it's like, it's either going to be... Th- this is kind of boring and... Because it's got none of the nonsense in it, or like nothing makes any sense. I, I don't. Mm. I think the only way you can do fighting game, you, you need to take a lot of liberties, or make it a comedy. Hundred percent. Or or just just make Enter the Dragon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> true, true. Which is like every fighting game. Yep. Well, every fighting game got its story from Enter the Dragon, so. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Yeah, uh, Ed Boon admits that himself. He literally just watched Enter the Dragon one day and went, "Hey, that'd be a cool game." It was Enter the Dragon and Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, those are the like, two films that basically like, made Mortal Kombat. Raiden straight up in that film. <laughs> yes. they, they just lifted Raiden right out of it. Uh, he's one of he's one of the the four gods that's chasing uh, Big Jack Burton around. I suppose we better quickly talk about these games that we actually played this week. So, oh yeah, you, you go first. first no, because oh, mine, okay. mine uh, neatly leads into the wrestling. So, good point. Well, I picked up a game on the Switch because I enjoy playing my Switch when I'm working. But as we were saying a while back, I like to be able to just press start and play. And this game came across and caught my eye. It was called Dawn of the Monsters, and it is literally what would happen if. Like, someone made a Streets of Rage game starring Godzilla monsters. So, it's Streets of Rage style, you know, you're walking along, but instead of punching humans in the face, you're like a big, you're like a big kaiju, and you're fighting other big kaijus in a city and stuff, and just wrecking the place, but you're fighting like four and five at a time and stuff. But it has this cool, sort of, I don't know how to describe it. It's not. It's nowhere near as in depth as Streets of Rage, obviously, but it has this sort of cool sort of counter combo system. So you have mm-hmm. a you have a you have a like a a dodge button, but you can dodge up or down or back or forward or whatever. But if you perfectly dodge, you can sort of like start comboing and stuff, and then you can do like juggles and all the rest of it. And then at the end of each level, you unlock perks, and then you can add three perks to. There's four different kaijus but you can add different perks to them and different perks can do different things so like you've got different type of attacks like rage attacks or cataclysm attacks and things like that but so you can maybe add a perk that completely removes your rage attack but will give you like double damage and build your cataclysm attack quite twice as fast and stuff so you can sort of take different liberties with different different uh, kaijus but you basically have one who's basically godzilla you have one who's basically uh what did you call the other big japanese monster movie uh Ga- gamera yep big turtle so you basically yeah the big turtle you basically the big turtle 
Godzilla, you have a basically someone who's Ultraman, or is that what you call him, Ultraman? Yeah, guy gets really big. Is that silver and aye. red spandex? Aye, aye, I'm pretty sure he was in a Godzilla movie at one stage. All them guys have crossed over, and <laughs> aye, <laughs> and then the fourth one's basically a a, a Jaeger from Pacific Rim. No Kong. I was I was shocked that there was no Kong, but the game has actually been well reviewed and it's been selling well. So the 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 guys that made it, um, it's the same guys that make that. Uh, did you ever play the Shantae games? Yes, uh, I know yeah, same guys. Yeah. I think I played. One, I think I might. I might actually have a Shantae game on the Switch. I'm not sure which one. Uh, what's it called? Again? I bought the one on the uh, Dawn of the Monsters. But uh, way forward is what you call them. But uh, yeah, uh, it's got this cool look to it as well because it's kind of two point five D. The 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 models are three D, but they have this cool look where they're two D, and it's and it's cell shaded. I haven't seen a cell shaded game in such a long time. Mm. I I love cell shading when it's done right. See when cell shading is done really well, it looks so good. It like literally looks like a living comic book when it's done yeah. well. Maybe you'll like the way that Tekken looks in because that's that's the kind of look you get out of. Like almost like cell shading. Yeah, but it, it's not the way it looks that 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 gets me with those types of shows. It's the way it moves. It's just aye, aye. it's really stiff or something. I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose looks, as looks you were. It, 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 it's surprisingly good fun. I picked it up on the Switch. It was uh, the, no, the way Switch shockingly do that thing where, like, when a game comes out, they'll have it on sale for like twenty four hours. Mm. So they had twenty five percent off it from the day it was on. I was like, oh, I'll have that there then. Sweet, happy days. So because um, I was yeah. either going to pick up that or I was just going to pick up Streets of Rage again on the Switch, but I thought, actually, oh, I've got Streets of Rage. I wanted something different. And then, sure, two days later, Streets of Rage went on sale for a tenner anyway, so I'd have been raging if I bought it at a full price <laughs> and then it was a tenner. So, um, but yeah, I've been really, really enjoying it. And it's actually really big as well. There's four areas and each area has uh, eight levels. And then at the end of the eighth level, like there's normal wee mini bosses and then there's like a big massive boss fight at the end and the boss fights are like, that's where it actually feels like you're playing like a, a fighting game. Like it's really in depth with your dodging and your parrying and all sorts of those. So you sort of have to, you'll learn new skills as you sort of play the game and then when you get to the boss fight, you have to put all those skills to the test and have like a big proper Godzilla style fight. Yeah. They have some uh, physical toys from uh, toys.com of the, the, the monsters from this game. Wow, cool. So, so Seismic Toys seems to make like, uh, vinyl models of kaiju. Um, so they've got ones for this game, which is hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, they don't, although they don't call them kaiju, they call them Nephilim. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it makes... Uh, makes no sense to me. Well, the, those they do appear to be in Tokyo, though. That's that's the yeah. Uh, your first chapter is Tokyo. Your second chapter, as far as I can tell, is somewhere in South America because I'm stomping through a load of big deep lakes and stuff. 
I say there's so, the uh, yeah. the sky tree in the background. <laughs> it's a pretty cool wee game. I've been enjoying it big time. So yeah, I've been playing that this week. Yeah, so I, well, I managed to pull myself away from Elden Ring long enough to to play some WWE 2K22. Um, because I'm a yeah, just just a sucker for wrestling games, I guess. <laughs> Regardless of quality. Um Is yes. it is it bad though? Um Does no. it just feel like a, another WWE game or does it feel better? It feels grand, I think. Um it's uh so two K twenty and the the games before that as well, they they all felt like shit. They tried to get into like oh this is a this is a real fighting and it's realistic and it's like it's like it's not realistic at all because for a start you're trying to fight and like all the mechanics were like overly complicated um and stuff Mm. and the game played really slow so this one it's a lot faster for a start um everything's been simplified so like to kick out now you just mash the button as it should be. Oh, old school. You, yeah, you don't have to like line up two things and and uh, try and uh, like like a lock picking fucking mini game to kick out, which is so ah. dumb. Do you remember the goddamn uh, submission stuff that you had to do? You had to chase the the fucking your cursor around and and the or cursor and hold it over, and they were like, it's like you're pulling your hair out. Well, in this to do a submission. Again, it's just bashing whatever button it's showing you at the time. So it'll change the, the button so that, mm. that makes it difficult. But you just have to, have to tap it. And the more you've worn down the body part, the quicker it'll go. Um, like, Eve, the, the grappling's a lot simpler. There's there's combos. So you can do strike combos and, and combo them into a grapple move. Um, right. Which, which is pretty nice. It, it, mm. it feels good when you do it. So yes, yeah, it's, it's not perfect. There's you know there's still a lot of jank going on there. Um, but but me and uh, me and a friend were were playing some of it on on Saturday night, um, and had a good time. We tried some of the the GM mode, which is like it's really really simple. You can only do singles and tag matches, which is like oh nice. It, it's. It's very limiting, but you can see the bones of, of something there. Um, and we just mm. did like a, a quick four weeks up to the first pay-per-view. Um, and it was it was pretty cool because like we're, you do a draft first where you sign your different wrestlers, but then you can sign whoever you're wanting. It. It'll change each week who's available to sign. Um, and then, you know, you'll book three matches, two promo segments, uh, and then you're your pay-per-view will be uh, five matches and three promo segments. Um, and I would that was sort of fun with that. You can play the matches as well if you want to influence the outcome. Mm. Um, but I, sometimes I think in them games where you're doing them sort of modes, it's more fun to just let it decide who wants itself because you turn out with some fucking mad stuff like, <laughs> people getting titles who have no business having titles <laughs> that's the whole point of that though is you're having to sort of be the, the GM and sort of cover or not cover but you sort of if something goes the way you don't expect it you have to try and make the best of a bad situation with the next week's show 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, th- this game isn't terrible. And if you've got like, you know, if you if you've got that tolerance for wrestling games, you probably know what I mean by that. You probably get <laughs> enjoyment out of this. Like it's got the the usual you can download everything like straight away you can go in and download uh aw dynamite arena oh yeah <laughs> uh um you know download a whole heap of aw wrestlers they've like they know what they're at if they ever left any of that shit out or put a cut any of that shit out, people will stop buying these games because it's the main reason people buy mm. them and there's yep. like you go through the moves list and there's moves you just don't see in wwe um like there is <laughs> in an electric chair driver. <laughs> right. I wonder what that is. Yeah. It's a, you know, a certain Final Fantasy VII reference should be in there. <laughs> they they have the Tour of the Islands and they just called it the Tour of the Islands. Right. <laughs> I guess okay. they, they, they couldn't think of, of an or name for it because like, what do you call that? It's like a reverse swinging side slam or something <laughs> so they just went fuck it tour of the islands um so you can make your boy cob really easily in there mm. someone someone's probably already done it um yeah at least they they know the important stuff uh it's like don't get too fancy with the in-ring stuff because what people really want to do is do their e-feds uh and give yep. them a game that that's half enjoyable to play um, like a, a lot of the stuff as well, it's like, it's all very, you know, you're hitting a button and then the whole animation will start and it's almost like a wee mini cutscene, but it's kind of like you're hitting a button and they're doing the move. So it doesn't really matter. You'll sit and watch like the 30 second animation where they're doing this big elaborate move that you triggered with one button press, but it's wrestling. So you don't <laughs> care. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point of it. So that's, if you remember, everyone always screams about, you know, no, no mercy and revenge and all. And some of the specials in that some of them were like 45 seconds long and all you were doing was pressing a button like i remember was it hogan's hogan's special and revenge used to do this thing where he slapped you and you slapped him back and then he threw himself to the ground and then he got up and he started begging you and all not to hit him at all and then you obviously started feeling sorry for him and he got up and he punched you in the back of the head that was a move like (laughs) don't mind it no, it's 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 grand. It like it, it's a vast improvement over twenty twenty. I think they've they've got it back to zero. You know, hmm. so maybe next year, if two K keeps the license, they they might be able to improve on it. But there's rumors that WWE have been talking to EA, so who knows? One bad thing though is they put their stupid two K fucking Ultimate Team bullshit in it my faction it's like oh it's wrestling for christ's sake go away with us but it doesn't mm. interfere with the other modes that i've seen um and that seems to be the only thing they have you know the the currency for so you can avoid it um happy days it's so, not too bad then what about real life wrestling then hmm we got uh we had a really good dynamite last week. We did. Um and you can understand why Thunder Rosa didn't win at Revolution. Yep. Oh geez, there was people bitching about that, but I was like, you 
don't get this at all, do you? Wait, bitching about having her lose at Revolution? Only to have her Aye. win it. Spoilers. Aye. Well, no spoilers. Either you've watched it or you don't care. <laughs> mm. So there's no spoilers. It's like, I was waiting to watch Dynamite. What the fuck? Um, let's go through. The main thing is the, the big women's match. We have... Uh, but Baker versus Thunder Rosa in a cage match. Um, but before that, we had a few notable things happen. Uh, we had that triple threat with, not triple threat, the six-man tag with uh, Adam Page, uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon, uh, which was very good, very chaotic mm-hmm. um, match that had moves in it that I had never seen before. We had yep. like a fucking triple moonsault. Which, probably the way I'm describing that, you think it's like someone doing three back trips in a row. Nah, it was like three guys doing synchronized insults. Out of um, the same corner. Off the same corner post, I. Uh, and then that, that double doomsday device. Oh, that was amazing. You ever seen that before? No. Because I had no idea why Paige was putting... Uh, on a uh, fish on the shoulder. I was like, well, what's, what's going on here? And then when I seen... Soros doing it as well. I was like, they're not going to, are they? <laughs> they they fucking did. Yeah. What's your thoughts of um, Adam Cole and the title and, and this? And, uh, I, I, I don't know if he's going to get another shot. I think he's going to have some internal shit to deal with. Yeah, because this whole, like, Bullet Club Civil War type thing has to happen at some point. Um, mm. And Thunder Rosa got her rematch. She had to earn it with a match first, and then mm. she got that opportunity because there was so much bullshit happening during her title match in Revolution, so you can justify mm. it. Can you really justify Cole getting an hour shot at the title? Not really. I mean, there was no bullshit. It was just Hangman kicked his head on. Uh, we got Keith Lee <laughs> backstage. Um, um, we get one of the most well-spoken man ever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Starks tells him, um, "If you go on the match that you're scheduled for, we're gonna attack you." Say like, okay. Lee's <laughs> I uh, see you on Friday. <laughs> um. John Moxley, uh, Brian Danielson versus Chuck Taylor and Widow Yuta. Now, this was mm. interesting for reasons. So, good match. Widow Yuta was very, very good. Um, he got, I think he was the guy that was highlighted the most in here. He's just so goddamn smooth. But that was the point. Um, and Regal on commentary was fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Regal's very good on commentary. Colin Excalibur, masked man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excalibur, but he must love getting put over by these boys because apparently, what does he start explaining again? Then, then Regal's like, yeah, you're, oh, yeah. you're stealing my stuff." It's like I was gonna say, "You're that. doing my job." It's like, <laughs> yep, it was was the the when Danielson had the hand over the eyes so that Yuda uh, yes. couldn't see the ropes. Yeah, but then obviously Regal was all, "Oh, you're very, very good," and you just sort of know that Excalibur's sitting there going, "Yes." <laughs> 
probably has a wee smirk on his face. Yep. Well, you make said I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but he is. He is fucking good. It's fucking Excalibur. Yep. Right? He's like two-time announcer of the year for for some dirt cheat. I don't know. Um, <laughs> some dirt cheat. So yeah, we, it's we obviously get, uh, yeah. Mox Mox and uh, Danielson win. Um, the best friends and Wiener Yuta go to leave. Then uh, Yuta gets back in the ring. Um. And it seems like I want to join, or it seems like that's what's going on there. Uh, mm. Regal gives him a good slap in the face, and Yuta squares up to him, and then Regal's all like, "Yes, that's what I want to see." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you reckon Wheeler Yuta's joining these boys? I think so. I do think so. Mm. They'd probably be better for him, to be fair. Best friends fall. I know Orange Cassidy's a. Uh, they are, but I know Chucky's or no, Trent's injured and Cassidy's injured and uh, freaking. We'll talk about Statlander later. And I, I'm not sure when that section come up, so you may as well say it now. Oh, Statlander's gone nuts by the seam of it, and um, she's sort of dropping the whole fun loving thing. Hmm. It's getting serious. Yep. Because uh, Layla Hirsch and her shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Still a face for now. But, uh, yeah, she comes out dressed all in black on Rampage, was it? Yep. Still had makeup on. But they on, on this show, we, we saw her taking the the green makeup off. The alien mm. part. And then she just has a wee black sort of thunderbolt. And it, it's interesting. To see her mm-hmm. sort of take that character in a different direction. Um, definitely, definitely here for it. Um, we have FTR backstage. This is uh, talking about firing Tolly Blanchard, and then the, the Bucks show up and say, You should fire your stylist as well. And then you're like, Call them, they're always going to be the second best tag team in AEW. Uh, they also, I can't remember the, the phrase, and they made a very obvious reference to Bret Hart. Mm. I wonder why they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to see Bret Hart managing FTR? Well, they are, they are Bret Hart guys. They, be pretty, are. they would love that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I can see Brett showing up soon because uh, we're getting close to the Owen. The Owen. Mm. And it would make sense for him to be involved at some some capacity uh, for that. Mm. Uh, um, and they're going to have to go up to Canada at some stage. Yep. I'm guessing. Well, I suppose they, they still have to make their California debut, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, next we have the acclaimed uh, Max Caster taking on Keith Lee. Hobbs and Starks show up again. We're all like, get it done, because all these new boys coming in, they, they took our jobs, sort of thing. Then Swerve Strickland. <laughs> took our jobs! <laughs> Swerve Strickland laughs at them and says, it's my house now. Whose <laughs> house? He's very good. He is. He's very, very good. Um... 
Yeah, very so charismatic. The, yeah, the Jericho section. Do you remember the names? Because <laughs> I I don't, but I know they were hilarious. Oh, here. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. Uh, oh, I can't remember Big Daddy Magic, and he changes his first name, and then it was Cool Hand Angelo Parker. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that that's their that is their real names. Uh, I don't know. I thought with, their uh, not, real names were Jeff Parker, Matt Lee. Yeah, I thought that was their actual names. There's an easy way to find out. But this section was fucking gold, hey? It was very good. Jericho back on form, hey? Keep him heel. He's just so good at it. Aye, he is definitely back to doing good stuff. Um, Yeah, it is Angelo Parker. Is it? All right, okay. That's his real name. Those alter egos, Chad Bad. That's Chad too, bad. That's too close to Chad. Too bad. To Chad, too, like way too close. He came up with that first. Um, I so the, uh, I, this was fucking great. So this is Jericho coming in saying, "I'm a sports entertainer, not a wrestler." <laughs> and it was, and fucking, then he got Daniel Garcia. I I got him to say it as well. It it was mad because it came in, Judas playing, everyone singing along, everyone being like, yay, Jericho, we love Jericho. And he was saying some stuff and everyone was cheering. And as you're sitting there watching, it was like, ah, this isn't working. The bastards won't boo. You're making it. He's being a dickhead. And then as soon as he said, I'm a sports entertainer, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Jericho. (laughs) It's yeah. almost like he said dirty words, and that was it. The crowd just turned. Fuck Job yeah. done. And then as soon as he got Daniel Garcia to say it, like, there was nearly a riot. <laughs> oh, but fucking excellent. So this is the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. You, you can't understate how much that term hurts a wrestling fan. Mm. Sports entertainment. It's like you've been uh, in an abusive relationship all these years, and, uh, and then AEW came along, and now you're free from. And then anytime who brings it up, it's just like, ah, Jesus Christ, hey, it still hurts. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is up with a company be doing wrestling and hating wrestling at the same time? What the fuck? What the fuck is WWE? <laughs> I don't know, but this is kind of what Jericho Staple feels like. Like they're WWE, they're WWE guys, and they're an AW, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> but it'll work really well when, when uh, someone comes in, and you know, hopefully it'll be Santana Ortiz, anyway, coming in and uh, beating the shit out. Probably Sammy. <laughs> it's gonna be Sammy the other one, isn't he? Oh Eddie! Oh Eddie! I forgot. I but there's four, isn't there? Oh, that's right. There's four of them. There's actually five, if you remember Hager. But Oh yeah. Yeah, but Yeah, he, he just doesn't stands do there. He just stands. <laughs> yeah, Hager, he gets a line in this. <laughs> he gets a line. All he said was we are the JAS and we beat up pro wrestlers. That's fine. <laughs> um But yeah, great segment. Yeah. Definitely the best stuff Jericho's done in about a year. But it's good to, mm. good to have that, that back. Um, 
TNT title match. Uh, this is Scorpio Sky defending against Wardlow. Everyone saw what was coming here. They were having a grand match. Yep. Yep, uh, they were. Then a certain wee dickhead comes out, <laughs> slams Wardlow into the post, which gives Scorpio Sky the, the roll-up win. And he was in the middle of getting fucking powerbomb symphony, so it was... Yes, he was. And Dan Lambert got involved, and um, Paige Van Sant got involved, Austin Vanderford, mm. uh, who's her husband. He he was there <laughs> for some reason. Yep, he was there. <laughs> They're obviously going to do this Paige Van Sant against uh, Ty Conte at some stage. Yeah. That's the plan. At, at least it's not Paige Van Sant versus Brandy. True, That's which is probably what say. it would have been. Um, so after the match, Wardlow gets gets a good old beating. Um, he does. People started chanting for CM Punk, and you're like, "Why would he?" Yeah, <laughs> like actually, it would make no fucking sense other than, "Oh, he's a face now, so he has to." But it's like you have to remember, this guy beat the absolute shit out of Punk. <laughs> this guy's beat the shit out of absolutely everybody, so yeah, nobody's coming to help him. <laughs> no. Because um, you'd be thinking, it's like, oh, you kind of, you made this bed, now lie in it. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Punk didn't just come out and help us. It would make zero mm. sense. Um, <sighs> This one was kind of fucking annoying. The Hardys versus Private Party, which on paper, you're like... Fucking yes, let's do this. Mm. It's, ah, I just couldn't get into this match. The crowd? To me, it was... Oh, fuck, the crowd were loving it. But I, I was on the same boat. Don't get me wrong, it's great to see Jeff, but I just don't know if he's... Either if he's ring ready yet, or if he's actually maybe just done. But it, it's not even know. that he... Like, he was still executing... tired? He did, but, you know... I know it's... When was the last time he wrestled? I don't know. When he walked out that day? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't that long ago, was it? Do they do the three months thing? Yeah. Yes, yes. You're right. I what he's been doing for the three months. So it would be three months. But it's... My problem with it, if you look at guys like Jericho, uh, Brian Danielson, Mm. John Moxley, they all come over, they've reinvented themselves they've done something new they've brought brought something fresh Jeff Hardy uh, has has not he's doing the same shit that he did in 1999 mm, um, true and you have to ask is that alright is mm. that enough uh, because it's like like even what, Matt's changed himself up a bit yeah 100% Matt, Matt's also like been really good at reinventing himself where Jeff is just like yeah, Team Extreme. Uh, <laughs> same old shit. Let's play the hits. <laughs> it was very play the hits. I think that's what it was. It's his first match. Mm. So uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt here and say, right, okay, you need to get out there. You need to put on a fucking Hardy's match. That's what you need. Mm. Uh, probably party would be great, though. Maybe what? Oh, a private party are fantastic. I think they are 
I wouldn't say they're underutilized I, or underappreciated, but I think they could be higher up the ladder than they are. It's not even that this was a bad match. It was just a very WWE match. I thought it was just like, uh, mm. there's nothing too exciting happening. Um, mm. Yeah, it was a very right. standard Hardys match for, for, for me. Um, which obviously the crowd... Yeah, there'd be no difference between it. watching that match and a match from maybe 15 years ago in the Hardys career. Yeah. Aye, aye, 100%. Aye, that's, that's, that's definitely what it was. Because you got Matt, you know, taking the beat down, Jeff doing the, yep. the hot tag, do the, the fucking, the leg drop and the, 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 between the leg thing at the same time. And the one thing I will say is Isaiah Cassidy made that way more entertaining though with his big screen. <laughs> Cassidy's fucking brilliant with that shit. Um, Andrade comes down with the butcher and the blade and the bunny, uh, but then Darby Allen and Stang show up. Mm. So I'm guessing uh, Jack Evans and Angelico were out of that then. <laughs> yeah, because Jack Evans has been on dark since. Yes. So he's okay. I think and, uh, he got and out of Angelico is. Thankfully. He was there as well. He was at ringside. Yeah, right? he's he's rocking an injury at the moment, though. I know that much. Mm. I know he's nursing an injury at the moment. Right. Main event. Mm. First off, Britt Becker's gear. Black yep. and white Scott Hall gear. Nice. Yep. Um, it was pretty cool. Obviously, her being the heel as well in the match was very good. So it made a lot of sense her doing that. Thunder Rosa had 316 on the back yep. of her tights because it was the 16th of March. Stone Cold Day. Thunder Rosa had a fucking mariachi band at the start. Which was, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was very cool. Um, that was I, fucking amazing. I was just going to point out JR was the one that, no, that, that, <laughs> that mm. Mickey comes across as such a fucking old creepy man sometimes or he points out the 316 yep. on her ass and then there's just silence <laughs> and Giovanni's like good call Jim <laughs> <laughs> yep um, but man this match was good this match was fantastic and the crowd was so there for it uh, mm-hmm. they were going nuts obviously Thunder Rosa lives there so, you know, hometown hero. Um, now, they're, the, the AW cage is a bit different from what we're normally seeing. It is it goes down to the floor. It's almost like a mini hell in a cell without a roof. Mm. That's pretty much what it is. I, I. Mm. And obviously, the, there's no, if you escape, you win rules. So. Nope, none of that shit. So the only other cage match has has the only other cage match been Cody and Wardlow then? I think so. I know they done the blood and guts, but that was the sort of like double yeah, cell thing. But yeah, that's a different thing. Only or that does have a roof, uh, mm. two rings. Um, yeah, there's a, a very violent match. Everyone bleeds. Uh-huh. Um. Even the ref gets his ass knocked out. <laughs> we get chairs, we get thumbtacks. 
Uh, but in the end, we get... Oh, we also get um, Thunder Rosa doing the Abaddon defense. Yep. The, <laughs> the Abaddon. <laughs> I, I love the way to, like... So she tried to put the lockjaw <sighs> in, which is like a... It's like a rings of Saturn with a mountainable claw, I guess. Mm. Um, and then Thunder Rosa bites her hand when she goes for the mountainable claw part. So Brit changes hand, and Thunder Rosa just starts wailing that hand into the thumbtacks. That, like, <laughs> I was genius. Um, I had some great moments on it. Yeah, the. Uh, eventually Thunder Rosa gets uh, the fire, uh, Thunder Fire Driver um, into the tax uh, which gets her the three count the crowd goes fucking nuts there's a uh, moment I have to ask you about I think it looked so fucking sore when Britt went off the top onto the big stack of chairs just spying oh, first fuck, I, oh fuck I, that looks I was so like, painful I, that was scary that part that was like Britt yep. setting up like Six chairs, and then on top of those six chairs, put more chairs set up. Mm. And I was like, this could go so fucking wrong so easily. Um, mm. And yeah, she kind of just bounces off them. Like, they don't really break or fall. She just kind of bounces and then hits the mat. And it's like, ah. Uh. Um, yeah, really good match. Probably not as good as the Lights Out match, but like, come on, that was match of the year yeah uh, like it's okay to not be quite as good as that um, no still a great match in its own right but, so but still a great match still uh and a great moment uh of of thunder rosa winning the the title mm. um yeah loved it um I, fantastic I absolutely she, was, loved she it. was if you've ever watched her vlog it was like she'll cry at the drop of a hat <laughs> yep so yeah, she was balling out of her. Um, and that rampage wasn't much going on. A, a couple of things happened. We Darby Allen beat Butcher via countout, which is mm. good. Uh, it's first different. time, yeah, uh, and it makes sense because like how yeah. how's Darby supposed to keep that fucking shit down for a three count? So take him outside the ring. Oh, he's just been getting. Bigger and bigger and leaner, so he has. Mm. I loved it. Was it last week he came down with a big pork chop? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. fucking amazing looking. <laughs> Taz never fucks up with it. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> uh, we get the same again, and Andrade family off was coming out, and then the Matt and Jeff come to their rescue this time. Uh, and we got Red Velvet versus Layla Hirsch. Uh, we have seen Layla using a turnbuckle th- hook thingy thing that attaches mm. the rope to the post. Um, but Chris Sattler, Sattlander comes out in her new look and stops her from cheating and she loses the red velvet because of it. So yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Definitely Sattlander not a heel. I'd be interested in seeing her be a heel though. Oh, uh, that'd be interesting. Hmm. She's, uh, like I say, she wasn't smiling or anything the whole time. She was just down, caused a bit of trouble and left. So I'd say the, the animosities towards them two are not done yet. 
Uh, and we have Malachi Black. No, wait, did she not leave with Red Velvet? Yeah, she did. She did, I. Uh, um, yeah, well, uh, this next match was just a mugging. Malachi oh, Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody um, King. It was a murder. <laughs> Fuck me, hey. Versus Pear Country and Fuego del Sol. When you, when you saw Fuego there, you knew what was happening. Like, um, uh, but Jesus, hey, Malachi takes all three of them out on his own. <laughs> uh, I know that that I was think, the point, like, but I this this was just to make these ones look like anyone who was thinking, oh, the House of Black isn't being like made to look like a a, a formidable threat. It's all right. Watch this. This man's about to take two huge guys and Fuego and just beat the absolute living piss out of them himself and then just tag in his buddies for a bit of crack so they can have a bit of fun too. Are people actually saying that they're they're not making them dominant enough? Because I don't know how you don't make them look because they've lost like two matches. And if that's your complaint, you're not paying attention to what Mm. they're themselves saying. Uh, because like Malachi Black has said himself, it's, it's not about winning the match; it's about changing the people. Like, look mm-hmm. what they've look what they did to uh, Alex Eberhardt. He's running around yep. thinking he's a fucking maniac bishop now. So <laughs> he is amazing. <laughs> he's all in on that. They've also messed up the Varsity Blondes. Like yep. they've they got murdered and they've never been the same again. Cody Rhodes doesn't even work here anymore. <laughs> not because of Malachi okay. Black. <laughs> Aye. So to, to say Malachi, like House of Black is responsible for Cody Rhodes leaving. That's that's <laughs> canon. We're having that. Yep. He, he turned, yep. he, he made, they, they made uh, Penta dig up a mask he swore he would <laughs> never use again because it makes him too violent just so he could fucking like keep up with them. He had to do this mm-hmm. thing. Now he has a shovel. Yeah, they're, they're they making... They brought fucking Eric Rowan out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say these men have not had an impact? They're beyond the... like. Yeah, we have our ratings in there, but they don't care about that. Nope. Uh, and and they, they care about having an impact on, on the people, which they are doing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a fucking great fucking stable. Aye. Ah. Body Matthews as well is a fucking brick shit house. <laughs> he is, uh, he's very wide. Mm. Um, and we've got our main event, which is Keith Lee versus Max Caster. Keith Lee wins. Keith Lee's um, amazing, hey. You see him going up against someone bigger as well. You, see, you know, he doesn't have to be throwing. Or well, he, that's going to be happening soon, I guess. No, I'm saying Max Caster is a bigger guy. Oh, Caster? Caster's oh, big. Right, sorry, sorry. Deceptive. I don't know uh, why yep. it never comes across, but he's one of the bigger guys in, in AEW. Mm. Um, he still beat him, though. He did, I. But yes, he'll beat everybody. <laughs> Everyone's getting beat. Uh, we have Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks abandoned conquering, running down Hobbs, going down as well. And they all attack him after the match. And then Swear Strickland comes out for the save. 
I love the fact though that when Ricky Starks was running down, he hasn't even had time to put his top on properly. <laughs> it's just half dressed. Wait, Ricky Starks was on commentary. Was he just chilling out with no shirt on? <laughs> well, partly that's what he does. Thanks, <laughs> wife, for doing. See, when he had it half off, I I assumed he stood up and took his shit off. Partly he was struggling to get it off. Oh, okay, okay. Which makes sense because they were in San Antonio, Texas. It's probably roasting. So he's probably just sitting chilling with no top on. Plus, he's Ricky Starks. He's, he's got every reason to sit with no top on. Maybe but, he just uh, feels intimidated because he's sitting next to Jericho and now Jericho's got his fucking six pack abs out and he's in his 50s. <laughs> so Ricky yep. Starks is all like, ah, Jesus. <laughs> But uh, I guess we're leading up to it. It's either going to be a match with uh, Ricky Starks or it's going to be a match with Hobbs, I'm guessing. It has to be Hobbs. Like, mm, like that'd uh, be a good match. That, that's, that's a big, big fucking uh, hoss fight. Yep, that's a meat slapper. Well, we'll see. It's time to awkwardly end this podcast, as we always do, because we don't awkwardly know Awkwardly end. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how to transition into the end. It's like it's wrestled there. It's like, nope. all right, that's enough of that. Bored night. Bored night. And I always forget to start playing the outro music before we start wrapping up. And that means it's like we're only talking over the music for like three seconds. But it's playing yep. now anyway. So, right, so the outro music's playing. So this is us for another weekend. It is a. Uh, um, yeah, we'll be back next week with more Elden Ring. Maybe I'll finish Elden Ring. Probably not. Probably not. Oh, probably not. No. <laughs> There's too much to do. But, till then. I'll give you the real verdict on Ghostwire next week. Yeah. Oh, I. be interesting to, to hear what you think of that. And you're, mm. uh, I think you have Mikami bias, but whatever. Yeah. Also, you definitely, <laughs> totally you def- do. definitely do. Uh, Until next week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye for now.